pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. First on the agenda is the approval of the regular session minutes of January the 11th, 2023. Could I have a motion to approve? So moved. A second. Roll call, please. Commissioner Painter? Yes. Commissioner Corcoran? Yes. Commissioner Batchelor? Yes. Item C is public participation. We have anyone that wants to speak to the board today? If you would, give your name and your address. I guess you need that, don't you, Gail? Yes. My name is Rusty Durbin. I live at 1821 Antioch Road. That's Hamerville, 45130. Okay, I appreciate you guys. Rusty, hold on. Okay, go ahead. I have to read a statement. Go ahead. We've reached the public participation section of the agenda. Is during this time, the board does not answer questions nor engage in a debate. No member of the public may comment about a matter that is not within the purview of the county commissioner's responsibilities. The commissioners are not expected to comment on matters brought to the board during this time. Each speaker shall only speak once and shall be recognized by the board president before speaking. In accordance with the board's rules of procedure, your comments are limited to five minutes. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Okay. The, the, my thing is about these solar panels, okay? They're not good for the community. They're not good for the environment. not good for the wildlife. They're not good for anything. Uh, apparently, these other countries are coming in and putting them in our land. It's devaluing the, the price for land. I talked to the Brown County yesterday. They paid no taxes, zero. This Hillcrest has paid no taxes, zero taxes. Uh, it was then bought, I guess, again by Canada. Uh, out there on, on Oak Corner Road, they're destroying, if you guys have been out there by it, they're destroying the habitat, they're destroying the water flow. I mean, it's just, they're destroyed the roads. The roads got tore up, we got blacktop last year, they're a mess. They're supposed to put them back, but what it's supposed to do and what to do is two different things. But uh, I did some research on it. Uh, on these solar panels, they are toxic. They're a toxic, they're hazard. So when it comes to disposal of them, they got, they're going to take them to a hazmat place to get rid of them. Uh, they, do, they do leach into the ground. Uh, which will be in the soil and the waterway. Uh, if you have a soil uh, farm, you can't put anything on that farm for 75 years. The soil will not take it. The beans and stuff is, is toxic. Uh, what else? Um, like I said, I talked to Brown County yesterday. They paid no taxes. Uh, they put, it on, they put uh, tax back on the farmer, made it commercial. Well, all of a sudden the commercial farmers, their farms are commercial now. Well, they raised heck with the people in the lease. So then it goes back to this uh, pilot program where the county is supposed to get money and the town gets money. But like I said, they're going to a fifth year out there. Nothing's happening. I did a job out there in my tree business, okay? Three or four months later, I get my check. It came from China. It came from China. So like I said, this is out here going on in, in Tate Township is going nowhere. The, 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 the electric stuff is leaving here. And like I said, it's just it's a bad situation. And I talked to a guy up in, uh, in uh, Mount Orb and he's lost 40% of the value of his property. So it's not good. It's not good at all. And I would like, you know, like I said, at the township, I went to the township meeting last month. They need to show people in there. I guess they have a little bit of jurisdiction now, is what I've been, been told. 
I know you guys do too. So I just, I appreciate your time, but we don't need these here. I mean, I think there's been 11 counties already right now is banded them. I know out there we can't do anything about what's happening out there, but we can regulate it and make sure it don't, don't come in our township or county again. It's not good. Do some research on them. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Russell. Thank you. Anyone else? I don't see anyone. Moving on to item D is consent agenda. Board, we've had this in time to review. Are there, do I have a motion to accept the consent agenda as presented? I make the motion. Second. Any discussion? Roll call, please. Commissioner Corcoran? Yes. Commissioner Painter? Yes. Commissioner Batchelor? Yes. Okay, non-consent agenda. First item is item nine, and that is the recommendation that the Board of County Commissioners adopt resolution number 010-23, resolving to approve payment to vendors in the total amount of $4,568,000. $513.05 is set forth in the BCC approval invoice report for checks dated January 18, 2023, BCC directed prepaid invoice reports and or the procurement card trans transaction report as presented by the county auditor on January 17, 23, further authorizing the county auditor to issue warrants for same pursuant to section 319.16 of the Ohio Revised Code. Do I have a motion to approve? Commissioner Batchelor, we I? need to do this as an add-on. It was not included on your draft agenda. Okay. So we would need a motion to add it on first. Add. Okay. Do I have a motion to do that? So move. I'll second that. Roll call. Commissioner Painter? Yes. Commissioner Corcoran? Yes. Commissioner Batchelor? Yes. Okay, now you can. Now can I have a motion to approve what I just read? I will give you that motion. Second. Thank you. Roll call, please. Commissioner Corcoran? Yes. Commissioner Painter? Yes. Commissioner Batchelor? Yes. Item number 10. Good morning. Connie. Item number 10 is the recommendation to authorize Susan Walther, the Director of the Department of Job and Family Services, Administrative Agent for Claremont County Family and Children First, to execute the subgrant agreement between Claremont County Family and Children First and Presley Ridge in Cincinnati, Ohio to provide funding for wraparound program services for eligible clients of Claremont County FCF in accordance with the scope of services attached as Exhibit 1 for a total amount not to exceed $177,895.71, effective October the 1st of 2022 through September 30th of 2023, with the option to renew for two additional one-year periods, pursuant to the terms, conditions, and contingent upon the release of the required purchase order. Thank you, Connie. Board, you've heard the reading of item number 10. Do I have a motion to approve? So moved. I will second that. Roll call, please. Commissioner Painter. <coughs> Commissioner Batchelor. Yes. Commissioner Corcoran. Abstain, I sit on that board. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, Jim. Good morning. Morning. Traffic jam. <laughs> Um, item number uh, 11, recommendation to authorize Bonnie Batchelor, President of the Board of County Commissioners, to execute the pre-award conditions form as a designated sub-grantee in and as it relates to the Edward Byrne Memorial Justice Grant JAG application for funding 
heretofore electronically filed with the Ohio Department of Public Safety Office of Criminal Justice Services on or about 6-13-2022 relative to the Justice Assistance Grant JAG program entitled Claremont County Drug Unit. For the period of 1-1-2023 through 12-31-2023 as required for the receipt of funding in compliance with the terms and conditions uh, included in the grant. This grant is, uh, so I'm down here many times for uh, different grants, uh, is the uh, grant that we've had for years and uh, this one keeps fluctuating and uh, basically went down um, with when you include our uh, the county match portion about 20 grand 19 something so um, uh, this just really kind of depends on the finances of the federal government and state uh, of how much this grant kind of fluctuates would you've heard the reading of item number 11 do I have a motion to approve I'll make the motion second any discussion Roll call, please. Commissioner Corcoran? Yes. Commissioner Painter? Yes. Commissioner Batchelor? Yes. Thank, Thank you, you, Jim. Thank you. <laughs> Good morning, Megan. Good morning. Um, recommendation to adopt resolution number 008-23, authorizing the adoption of the revised Public Transportation Agency Safety Plan, previously approved by the Board of County Commissioners on 9-2-2020 and to authorize Bonnie J. Batchelor, President of the Board of County Commissioners, or in her absence, any other member of the Board of County Commissioners to execute the signature page of the Public Transportation Agency Safety Plan drafted and certified by the Ohio Department of Transit. Thank you. Board, you've heard the reading of item number 12. Do I have a motion to approve? So moved. I'll second. Any discussion? Roll call, please. Commissioner Painter? Yes. Commissioner Corcoran? Yes. Commissioner Batchelor? Yes. Number 13? Recommendation to adopt resolution number 009-23 to authorize Thomas J. Eigel, County Administrator, to execute the grant contract between the Claremont County Board of Commissioners and the State of Ohio Department of Transportation in Columbus, Ohio, for the state fiscal year 2023 Elderly and Disabled Transit Fare Assistance Program, which provides the public transportation services at a reduced fare for elderly and disabled passengers traveling in Claremont County, parts of Hamilton County, and the city of Cincinnati, Ohio, in the amount of $22,048 for the fare box loss incurred during calendar year 2021 in agreement with the terms and conditions and in full compliance with the Ohio Public Transportation State Fiscal Year 2023 Urban Transit System Allocations. Thank you. Board, you've heard the reading of item number 13. Do I have a motion to approve? Make the motion. Second. Any discussion? Roll call, please. Commissioner Corcoran? Yes. Commissioner Painter? Yes. Commissioner Batchelor? Yes. Thank you. Good morning, Lyle. Good morning. <clears throat> Item 14 is a recommendation to accept the following grant of sewer easements with rights of reentry for repair and replacement that we granted and conveyed to Claremont County for utility purposes along Paxton Road in Miami Township. Uh, the first grantor is the Schnicky Company uh, for property at uh, 6845 Paxton Road, and the second is uh, Frank Kurt Ackerman and Mary Jane Jacobs Ackerman for property at 6837 Paxton Road. And this was a private, it was a public sewer extension that was funded privately. So they're <coughs> sewer, sewer easements for this. Thank you. Board, you've heard the reading of item number 14. Do I have a motion to approve? So moved. Second. Any discussion? Roll call? Commissioner Painter? Yes. 
Commissioner Corcoran. Yes. Commissioner Batch. Yes. 15. Item 15 is a re recommendation to accept the following grant of sewer easement with rights of reentry for repair and replacement that will be granted and conveyed to Claremont County by the grantors as outlined below for utility purposes for project number 6402-60170 for the Lewis Road Trunk Sewer Project located in Miami Township and to authorize the county auditor to remit payment as compensation for the permanent easement right-of-way and repairs. Uh, the grantor is Jason and Misty Glasgow for property at 6412 Lewis Road, and this makes one of five easements that we'll need to, to build this project. Thank you. Board, you've heard the reading of item number 15. Do I have a motion to approve? Make the motion. Second. Any discussion? Roll call, please. Commissioner Corcoran? Yes. Commissioner Painter? Yes. Commissioner Batchelor? Yes. Number 16. Item 16 is a recommendation to accept the following grants of permanent and temporary sewer easements with rights of reentry for repair and replacement that will be granted and conveyed to Claremont County by the grantor as outlined below for utility purposes. And this is for project number 6402-60184 for the Backbone Creek Sewer Replacement Project located in Batavia Township and to authorize the county auditor to remit payment as compensation <coughs> for the permanent and temporary easements and right-of-way uh, granted and repairs. Uh, the grantors is, are uh, Berkey DVM Properties LLC for property located at 4445 State Route 132, and this makes one of two easements that have been needed. Board, you've heard the reading of item number 16. Do I have a motion to approve? So moved. I'll second. Any discussion? Roll call, please. Commissioner Painter? Yes. Commissioner Corcoran? Yes. Commissioner Batchelor? Yes. Thank you, Thank Lyle. You. Hi, Suki. Good morning. Good morning. Easement day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Item 17 is a recommendation to accept a grant and assignment of a storm sewer easement to the county as it relates to the Miami Trail Stormwater District in Miami Township, which was established with resolution number 113-21 by the board in June of 2021 and authorize payment while well, it's, it's donated to, to accept the easement as donated. This is for a property on Wood Lake Court so that we can get in and make some repairs. Thank you. Board, you've heard the reading of item number 17. Do I have a motion to approve? I'll make the motion. Second. Any discussion? None. Roll call. Commissioner Corcoran? Yes. Commissioner Painter? Yes. Commissioner Batchelor? Yes. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Good morning, Mary. Good morning. Item 18 is a request to increase the 2023 annual appropriations for the Board of Elections grant fund in the amount of $10,000. And this is for the HAVA cybersecurity grant that they received. Thank you. Board, you've heard the reading of item number 18. Do I have a motion to approve? So moved. I'll second. Any discussion? Roll call. Commissioner Painter? Yes. Commissioner Corcoran? Yes. Commissioner Batchelor? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. 19 is you, Gail. Mm -hmm. 19 is the disposition of uh, an appointment, the Claremont County appointment, to serve on the Region 14 Governance Board for the One Ohio Recovery Foundation. Um, as you know, Mr. Painter has been involved in this board pretty much from day one. And um, there are three appointments from the area. Our appointment um, that we make here today, the township appointment and the city of Milford. Their terms are two years. And uh, from what I gain in two years, the 21 member board will be formed and we'll go from there. So, 
today we only have a motion to appoint from this board, correct? Right, one. Okay. One, okay. Yeah, the Board of Commissioners has one appointment to that board. The Township Association has one appointment, yeah. and then so does the largest municipality, which in this it's particular case is Milford. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. So you need a motion? I do. Okay. If you're calling for a motion, I'll make a motion to appoint Commissioner Bachelor to that. I mean, I'm sorry. I looked right at you and said, I apologize. No, you're no, fine. You're I'm fine. making a motion. Let me take that back. I, don't, I, don't I was going to second it. <laughs> <laughs> Over my head. Give me my gavel. <laughs> you need to hit me with it. Commissioner Painter, I'm asking to appoint you to that board, <laughs> whoever you are over there. <laughs> wow. I'll second that before somebody does something else. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Roll call, please. Commissioner Corcoran. Yes. Commissioner Bachelor. Yes. Commissioner Painter. Abstain. <clears throat> and just to talk about that appointment a little bit, what, what the last thing left to do to make that board functional is that six of the counties have appointed all three of their, right. their appointments. Right. This completes our, our appointment. This leaves one left, which is Butler. They are <coughs> negotiating. They, they want to uh, invoke a formula for distribution of funds with that one of the other local... Uh, boards has done which is where instead of you having just a 14 you have a 14 and a and b and a c and what they do is they allow each one of the entities to have access to the money that would be just allocated to them through the state foundation and then other boards are saying well you can have access to the whole 55 percent you know if you have a large project so that's a negotiation around they have not come to the table yet and said you know okay we're we're good with that but once we stand up a board and you finish this two year then just as a recommendation not not to put that on file today but my recommendation would be from that point once the board is established that the uh, president of the board always serves as that that entity to that board okay. you know okay I'm glad I finally got that straight. It's good. It's good. <laughs> I, well, I looked right at you. We'll see if we can't get the thing stood up and, and actually get an organizational meeting and you know so that we have a board and so everyone has access to that foundation money. Okay. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Commissioner Bachelor, I have another item. Um, the 23rd, we do have a meeting, January 23rd, and as far as it goes right now I really don't have a lot of items to put on that date so I would suggest that we might cancel that meeting and just continue putting everything on for the 25th we can always pick up an extra day somewhere else we no one has a problem Mr. Eichel anything that should be an issue because if we're having a meeting on the Wednesday we can pay the bills great that would be the only consideration yeah Okay. So, All right, so we'll cancel Monday's session. So moved. You need a motion on that? Yes. Okay. You so moved it. I'll I second. Moved. Okay. Roll, roll call. Okay. Commissioner Painter? Yes. Commissioner Corcoran? Yes. Commissioner Batchelor? Yes. Okay. Moving on to item F, additions to the agenda, Tom? Yeah, we have a vehicle purchase resolution to add to the agenda. I need a motion to add this to the agenda then. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So moved. Mm -hmm. Do I have a second? second? Roll call, Gail. Commissioner Painter? 
Yes. Commissioner Corcoran. Yes. Commissioner Batchelor. Yes. Mr. Prescott. Uh, this is, is a recommendation to adopt resolution number 011-23, resolving to declare the necessity to purchase one new replacement motor vehicle for the use of the Claremont County Prosecutor's Office at an estimated price of $33,558 from funds appropriated from calendar year 2023, pursuant to section 307.41 of the Higher Revised Code, and in compliance with the sections 307.86 through 307.92 of the of the Ohio Revised Code. Thank you. Board, you've heard the reading. Do I have a motion to approve? So moved. <clears throat> Second. Roll call, Gail. Commissioner Painter. Yes. Commissioner Corcoran. Yes. Commissioner Batchelor. Yes. And I understand this will be a brand new car, right? Brand new. Brand new. And is that something that's far? Is it available yes, or? Yes, it's available. Yeah, that's. Yes. Okay. I was thinking about that because it's How like, you know, it's, it's going to take yeah. them to get it. Yeah, absolutely. That's why we can't okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. We're going to move item H up before item G and that is county staff elected official discussion. Yeah, and this is for Mr. Shrive for the 15336 committee. Good morning, commissioners. Good morning. Um, have we've, I think this is the Maybe the fourth time we've been here, third or fourth time, um, we've made. So, so this is regarding the juvenile court expansion project. As we've discussed previously, the Ohio Revised Code provides for a panel to approve the plans and costs for uh, jails and courthouses. And so, um, we have the most recent change order requests have been presented to all of the panel members. Um, the first is. Proposed change order number six, which uh, uh, changes to the wall tile and carpet. And then change order seven, which a uh, number of items uh, uh, over framing to achieve roof slope, time extension requests for weather delays, schedule delays. So we're adding some dates. So we're adding four days due to weather, uh, 83 days due to uh, the time it took to get. Uh, the correct breaker selected for the HVAC. So changes to the uh, firewall framing, uh, expansion at the sloped wall, some additional roof details, and a, a header on the transaction window, and then uh, adjustments to the northeast parking lot. I think Wade can give you a better understanding of any of those. I know we've sent the packet out for your review previously, but if you have any questions that Wade can certainly answer. Could, could we just get a dollar amount on each one of those changes? Absolutely. So, so the first, the wall and tile change would increase, uh, would be an increase of $16,275.60. The carpet changes would be an increase of $69,574.45. The overframing of the roof, that's uh, an increase of $19,539.75, um, but we will see a, a, a credit from the architect on, uh, regarding this, so the net cost increase would be $13,026.50. The, the weather delay, the, the two schedule delays, there's no cost associated with those. Um, I'm sorry, the top firewall framing modification that adds $850.75 to the project. 
the expansion at the sloped wall would add $2,174.73. The additional roof details, $2,837.28. The header for the transaction window is $1,015.02. And the uh, parking lot adjustments would be $8,390.88. So change orders, the proposed change order six, the total Increase would be $85,851.05. And change order seven, the total increase would be $28,295.16. Wait. Yes, ma'am. Um, I understand the gravel for the parking lot is included in that, is correct? It's correct. And the extension of and the, the extension. sidewalk. Right. Um, let me say that the header was completely my responsibility. I, I authorized two by 10 uh, by 12 foot headers and it needed two by 12 by 12. So I take responsibility for that one. That was nice of you. Um, yeah. My next question to you is um, carpet changes. Yes, ma'am. Um, is there really a, ne a necessity to increase our cost almost $70,000 on carpet? That would be only my opinion but do you want my opinion? Yes, I do want your opinion. My opinion is, is we've used the recommended carpet in other places. Okay. And um, I think that would be a very functional carpet, um, but I'm not the judge. I don't know what judicial and historic uh, he puts on things. So okay. all I can say is we have used that carpet in, in many county buildings already. Have we used that in domestic also? Yeah, in the okay. itself. But not the increased one. We've not, used not the increased. Okay. There's two different carpets. One is called linen two point And one is sparkle. One is midnight or yeah, midnight midnight sparkle. sparkle. Okay. So the linen two point zero is the is the original linen two point zero is the original spec. Right. And that's what's used in the domestic court in the main courtroom. That's what I thought when I read. Yeah. Okay. I, I know that uh, his Honor Judge Shriver had sent something out on Monday to the committee members trying to explain a little bit further his his reasoning behind things. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I, I hope everybody read it and has his his take on things. I, I think that's only fair to, to, for him that's to right. be able to do that. Okay. I read the comments that came back and forth on it also. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Other, other mem members on the panel have reviewed the change orders? On change order six, um, Judge Haddad approved the has, has signed off to approve the floor and wall tile changes. Um, Sheriff Leahy and Commissioner Wiedenbein, clerk of courts, clerk of courts, yeah, Wiedenbein uh, denied. denied that. And then on the carpet changes, all three of the uh, the Judge Haddad, Clerk Wiedenbein, and uh, Sheriff Leahy all denied the carpet changes. So. Um, just, just, just as a reminder, um, that it's a seven-person panel, so four yeses or four noes is going to control. On change order seven, and then, which is the eight different sections, I believe that all three have approved doing those. So are we are we requiring our opinion on each? Those are just on the change order number six as a. They're individual sign offs, sir. Um, 
Um, so what I will do is we will bring this to you. I don't know if it's now or during the break executive session, but we have one signature page that was developed by Angie and Mr. Eigel, and uh, we would ask that you either approve, sign the approval or denial on each one of them. And, and one of the things just to talk about, you know, a project of this size is that, you know, typically when the architect puts these projects together, they kind of come up with an architectural scheme that that has to do with carpets and wall tiles and and particular wood styles and all of those kinds of things. And they, and they put that forward. And then they they although you're not allowed to spec by quality and type, right. <clears throat> people usually what they do in specifications is they will reference a particular manufacturer's product and they will just say manufacturer's project like this you know it's this type of weight of carpet it's this kind of wear schedule it's this kind of warranty it's it's this and, and you're free to um, submit other carpets that meet the salient features of that specification it doesn't have to be that exact which what it does is it gives the the end user the ability to pick from from samples and and obviously upgrades lower lower styles that are there so you know um, it, it isn't unusual it isn't unusual to have those kind of things and have a particular end user that wants a particular style or wants the architectural features of the building to flow or be a, a, a certain way <clears throat> um, you never run into a unitary project there's never a project where somebody comes in and says we're gonna put black and white tile in and we're gonna paint all the walls white and we're going to put black border in and that's what you get you know it 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 never comes out like that you know in this particular case what's the total change order percentage that we're at right now based on the projected cost of this facility we are right at four percent contingency currently without this okay we would be at about 4.24 4.25 percent mm -hmm. if this was approved and obviously there's a contingency that was put forward on this project not to say not to say that you you're supposed to spend all of your contingency that Personally, doesn't mean you judge me and that man judges me on the lower the contingency the better right. um, in the projects over the last 30 years that I've done I average about 2.7 percent I'm over but they say that that's a pretty good figure 2.7 percent it is um, so I, I, I need to keep it at 10 percent or less that's the goal that you have established already when you approve this project so that's what we have in contingency and and where are we at right now in the schedule what what would we say this project is complete by percentage you are looking if we approve the total days here you're still looking at midsummer to the end of summer now we're making some ground up but as mr eigel and mr bickford who attend every weekly meeting know there are certain areas that we have to really push on just to get them done. We have had an abnormally, unusually nice um, set of, of days. Um, so right now, I think I counted up there today, 41 contractors, different individuals. But there was a period of time where we didn't have Nine. six or two or one. And, and we're under roof now? Yes, yeah, so weathered so in, windows are in, uh, door frames and doors are going in now. Um, they're out actually on the site work now in the northeast section, which is the rear of the building. They are um, going ahead and framing the for the concrete walkways. They're demoing the asphalt. So we're getting, we're getting things done that should be done on the outside that might have waited until spring. Okay. I mean, this is very good weather. You can right. pour concrete sidewalks in this type of weather. 
So, and this facility is about 30,000 square feet. About 30,000 right? square feet. That is correct, sir. And so when we're talking, I know 60,000, $70,000 for carpet sounds like a lot of money, but how much of that is actual carpet? Are we talking about 25,000 square feet of carpet? Um, I would say it's just a little bit less than that because you have a lot of the ceramic tile that's going in the common areas and bathrooms. The carpet is going to be in the uh, courtrooms and judicial chambers as well as the magistrates and the probation department. That's where the uh, soft surface will be the carpet. I point that out just to say that it doesn't take but a few dollars per square feet of carpet when you upgrade carpet when you have a facility of that size to equal this kind of money. I, I always tell people because they call me all the time and say I got a bid of $6,800 to redo my three rooms of my house and I'm like well you have to take it by the square yard and how you know anyone who's recarpeted a house recently knows it's expensive but um, well, and maybe to help answer that question in the in the packet um, the the Millican linen 2.0 which is the um, it's in the, the adult probation the, side that that's twenty seven dollars and thirty two cents per square yard right. and the Millican or the I'm sorry the midnight sparkle the proposed change is uh, thirty seven dollars and forty nine cents a square yard so ten dollars a square yard and a square yard is nine square feet right. mm -hmm. so if you break that down by nine square feet you're talking about you know three bucks a three, square four, foot yeah three four dollars I, I always say that because when you're when you're looking at apples and oranges when it comes to that when you're doing your house you're talking about a couple thousand you know square feet when you're doing a commercial building you're talking about you know thousands of square feet Absolutely. so in our replacement plan on the county buildings right now we are right around 15 years the reason that I prefer the Millican is they give you a 10-year warranty mm -hmm. and a 10-year replacement so I can get that same exact carpet square um, for 10 years guaranteed you know and as, as anybody knows this is carpet uh, squares if somebody spills something in here we're not going to come in and clean it we're going to replace it if we have that attic stock so it, it, it started out in your malls and strip malls and doctor's offices and it migrated I never 30 years ago I never said I was gonna I wouldn't use this stuff I, you know I was a broad loom type person but now this is all it is. and it's ergonomic it's it's ergonomic with the rubber pads so that's why Millican was spec but as Commissioner indicated they could have used Shaw they could have used anything that met the same standards okay. but so I would have thought you were more of a shag guy but shag. <laughs> I'm not I'm not a I'm not a Berber guy right <laughs> Oh, shoot. So, um, Mr. Eigel, I don't know how you want this to be done. Should we just go down through each one of them? Yeah, you'd have to go through each one of them and then vote. Okay. Correct, Brian? Well, again, yeah, this is, again, just to be clear, this is the, this is not really a commissioner, com, Board of County Commission vote, per se. This is each, this is really you just each announcing your, your position as a member of the panel, if that makes sense. Um, so we can start with change order, number 34 r1 which is the floor and wall tile changes which is to uh, replace to, to exchange instead of having 12 by 12 floor and wall tile have 8 by 18 rectangular floor and wall tile which would be an increase of sixteen thousand two hundred seventy five dollars and sixty cents to the project and as an explanation when you do rectangular tile you have more waste because it's not 12 by 12 it's, 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 there's more waste in it 
And so what's this change to go rectangular or just this is the recommendation to go to rectangle to go to rectangle from the square 12 inch by 12 okay. inch. I got you. Okay. It is you. is that desire to, to meet something in the building that matches something in the building? Well, what um, the judge had indicated is there are tile patterns that are in the existing restrooms and the existing floor that he wanted to enhance or match and that's why he elected to go to that. Aesthetically, does it really make that much of a difference? Um, you can you can go to any McDonald's restaurant. I've been to any McDonald's restroom, and they do a good job with the wall tile and floor tile. I've seen rectangular, I've seen square, I've seen two by two squares. Okay. It, it's really all what that end user uh, wants to use as far as preference. Okay. All right. Um, even with the tile that you see in this building or any county building, we have a variety of, of yeah. dimensions. Okay. <coughs> So we don't have a standard, is right, I guess what I'm expect. trying to Good. say. Thank you. So Thank to you. do that, it would be 16,000 additional. Yes. You want our... So I would say if, if, if commissioners want to just kind of state their position and we can affect okay. those. I'm a no. I can't see spending 16,000. I'd be a no. No. Okay. The next one is uh, change order number 35 R1. The carpet changes that we've discussed uh, going from uh, the linen to the midnight uh, sparkle at an increased price of $69,575.45. No on sparkle. I'd have to be a no on sparkle. No on sparkle. No. No. And then on the, we'll do change order. 27 R2. This is overframing to achieve the roofs, roof slope. Um, and this, this would increase the cost by $19,539.75. But we expect a credit which would reduce that additional cost to $13,026.50. So the net's 13 and change? Yes. Go ahead. This is something we, neat. To keep this project going, this mm -hmm. is a roof, we had to get it weathered in. So we pre-negotiated, based on your approvals, okay. um, to split it three ways. A third responsibility to the contractor, third to the owner, and a third to the actual engineer. Okay. Okay. A yes on that? Yes. Yes. Okay. And then the extension request for weather days, this is to add four days uh, due, to, due to weather uh, that's an, at no cost. This is what what change order number is it? This is change order two, uh, twenty-eight R one. Twenty-eight R one. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> and that is that's detailed as a non-compensable schedule extension. And commissioner. Yes. Yes. Okay. So yes, yes to all that. Uh, change order number twenty-nine is uh, or change order request I should say O two nine additional schedule days. This is eighty-three work days added to the project this uh, is a result of the delay in selecting the 100% um, rated breaker that will be necessary with the HVAC system yeah, the entire system itself rated breakers are a code compliance thing when you have a building of this magnitude mm -hmm. they weren't originally specced the engineer and the subcontractor went back and forth for approximately 83 days so um, when we do order this we don't anticipate that it's going to be here until April so we're hoping to get everything else done so when that comes in, we can electrify the building. 
if everything is put in there, we can put temporary heat in, which is there now. Okay. We don't need that, but you would be running off a generator. So, so the the eight is it eighty three work days that they're asking for? Are these compensable work days? Eighty three work days, scheduled okay. work days. Okay. So they're asking to be paid for those days. Uh, no, no cost. No cost. No. So they are. So they're non compensable. That's correct. So in other words, the delivery of these breakers is going to be concurrent to the actual schedule as they're they're working. Um, they're going to be continuing to work on other items. Right. They just won't electrify right. the building until after that rated breaker gets here. Okay. Okay. Yes. 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 Okay. And change order request uh, 036R2. This is firewall framing modifications. Um, this, this uh, I'll ask Wade to give a, a little bit more information on this, but this would add $850.75 to the project. So the building itself is a wood structure, it's wood frame. That is not typical but not unusual for a commercial building. Um, we, have, we have both varieties. So with a wood structure, you have to have a fire rating between walls um, in the building. What they did was they actually missed a section, and so we have to install fire-rated wood, if you will, no more than two-by-fours. It, it doesn't seem like much, but a two-by-four, fire-rated two-by-four is now going for $18.27 at Home Depot. So that's where we have to do it. And this wall is between the entry and what will be the occupied space of the common areas. And who missed this? That, in yeah. my opinion, yeah. that would be an engineering issue. Been a nightmare. Now again, let me also say that uh, county administration and myself and our legal team, we wait a few weeks, okay? We get these things approved if that's what we do. We wait a few weeks and then we call in the architect and the engineer. We just had that last Wednesday, Mr. Eigel, and we go over these things individually and we voice our opinion and we are still now in the process of waiting for them to come back and tell us what they're responsible for after our discussion. Okay. So we just don't let these go. If we've identified that it's an architect or an engineering mix-up and we, we do our homework, then we go back after them and want part or all of that to come back to us. Okay. And, and just to reiterate, as far as the firewall, I mean, this is a code requirement. So there's, yeah. it's, um, it's more or less a ministerial act to approve this change. The question is if this $850 additional cost is because of the because we're now doing it, or if it was always going to be 850 more, that we'll, we'll go back to the architect and engineer to, to work that out. But I think uh, respectfully to the commissioners, I don't, I don't think you have much choice on this one. We do want the cost, though, at the end. Potentially, yeah. Saying, well, it should have been. Okay, Correct, yes. yes. All right. Then this is a yes. 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 And uh, change order request 038R1 expansion at the sloped wall. Um, this will lead to an increase of $2,174.73 to the project. Um, and Wade can give a little bit of. So when you connect buildings, okay, you have to have some type of expansion and contraction in there. Otherwise, you get shingle and OSB or plywood uplift. That was not done here. It was a direct connection on a sloped roof. Um, so that's what resulted in this. And I, I mean, this is funny. When we built the juvenile court and domestic court buildings, the same thing occurred. Now, I wasn't, I wasn't responsible. Maybe I wouldn't have thought of it anyway. But if you go to the back of those buildings, you will see 
that they did the exact same thing there and, and all the shingles have now lifted, which will be corrected this early summer because we're going to replace that roof after this one. Yeah. But it ha happened just like that. Doesn't mean it's going to leak, but it looks terrible. Is this another should have known? Uh, okay. What's the cost on this one? Twenty-one? $2,174.73. And we'll go back on that also and have more discussions. Okay. But something we have to do. All right. I'll give you a yes. Yeah. Yes. Then change order request number th uh, 039. This is additional roof details. Um, this is an ex increase of $2,837.28 to the project. And Wade can give you a, a little clarification on this one. So whenever you're building a building, you have existing downspouts, existing plumbing, existing things like that. Occasionally, you have to remove the eaves of the old building to connect all of that uh, exterior plumbing. They did not do that. It was missed. They didn't remove the eaves to allow for the existing building to be tied into the new building. So this is what we're doing. What's the cost on that one? $2,837.28. And that'll be addressed also? Yes. But uh, uh, to clarify on that, uh, you know, addressing the price, it's if, if, if this, if it would have been an additional $2,837 at the front end, if we, if, if there's no increased price because we're dealing with it today versus a year ago, then it's, it's not on the architect or the engineer um, generally for that. I mean, that we would have paid it if we had put it in the original plans. Um, yeah. But if it's if there's a if there's a increased cost because materials cost more then we would have been able to order or if there's or if uh, or because we've already started other work, we've got to redo things. That's when we can go back on those. But again, this is something that's going to need to be done regardless, unfortunately. That could be yes. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Do we have by any chance or could we have a summary of all these different costs and changes so far of yes. what, I mean, we keep. So we have uh, in the. Every time there's a change, there's money, 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 you know, and not only money, but time of getting this project, mm -hmm. just right. even getting it on the roof was. So in the, in the packet that's included in, in, in a, maybe in a broader, more, I, I more oversight, you want to, you probably want a, a more granular. If review of that could. I mean I don't know if that's possible yeah just just provide a copy of the change order log you know they keep a detailed change order log right. on, on every channel all, right? you'll have it all so we can look at it okay yep. we can even do that from the AIA pay applications because mm -hmm. it's if this is approved this automatically goes back and then there's a, an official change order submitted from the contractor and then we have that AIA document but if you just want a summary that's something that Mr. Igle and Angie have already pre-made up shows the detail that you've seen, but in a, a total format. Okay. Great. So we're on to change order request 040. This one's my fault. The transaction window header. Um, I think Wade is. Uh, What's the number on that? Honest to a fault. This is change order uh, 040. The increase is $1,015.02. So this is, you'll recall, we previously we did a change order to increase the size of the win clerk's window, window, that transactional window. Um, now Wade's falling on his sword here, but he, <laughs> uh, in an effort to keep the project moving, he understood it to need a, a two by fours, two, right? by ten. two by tens, 
Turns out it needs two by 12s. Because it's part of a structural wall, it needed more support. The two by 10 was about 800 square or pounds per square inch, less than what was needed. Structural engineer comes in and said, mm -mm -mm, gotta have a two by 12. So that was my bad. But I would, uh, we'll discipline for him. All that, for all that, we'll <laughs> <laughs> His hard work is appreciated. Um, so, um, last one would be. So this, so so this again. It's a one thousand fifteen dollar and two cent addition to the project. Um, and did, did we get three yes. on our, Oh, sorry. Okay, I apologize. Uh, change order request 043R1. These are the changes to the northeast parking lot. Um, this will add eight thousand nine hundred thirty dollars and eighty eight cents to the project. Um, this is, it, in, you know, I don't like to. Give my opinion on too much of this, but I would say this is probably one of those things where, once you start to see it in reality and and experience it, you realize maybe there's a maybe there's something we need to change. And I think Wade can we talk. We knew to there that. were a problem uh, shortly after the major storm that we had around the Christmas time. Um, I got a call, and the, one of the employees was actually stuck on an island that was in the middle of the parking lot because it was designed to guide cars around, and I thought it was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> we got her off of there. She was all nervous. She looked at me and said, what is that still doing there? Why is it there? Well, then, obviously, the judges inquired, and we just wanted it removed. This also adds additional um, sidewalk because now the island's not there, so we have to extend the sidewalk, and about $3,600 worth of gravel um, that we had to apply in that area. And that's in the, that. That's all yeah, included. Yeah. I'm surprised you have any gravel even left after that storm. <laughs> well, I mean, it was trying. I mean, it was uh, for everybody. We we've already gone down that road. Where the appreciation is, is appreciated from the commissioners, and as I said, there was a lot of people out for those three days, not just us. I mean, yeah, water and sewer and the engineer and yeah. it, the camaraderie is unreal. Though during that time period, I mean, people asking you, "Hey, do you need something warm to drink or food?" You know. You know, the Lyles guys and the engineer, you know, you guys want to come in for some chill. It was just a kind of an emotional, you know, yeah. deal. But it worked out and we were back to normal after two water main breaks. And how many did you have? A lot of frozen meters. A lot of frozen meters. Wow. So just for, is there another one? That's this is, this is the final one. This is the last one, sir. Okay. That was it? Yes. 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 Okay. So okay. that would make change order seven unanimously approved. Um, but the carpet unanimously denied. And the, and the wall tiles, I think that's And the wall tiles will be denied. denied with a four, four to one, or Six. five, five to one, yeah. because Judge Driver. Five to two, yeah. Five to two, probably, yeah. Okay. So should we hand this? Yep, I just need the signature pages. So just to talk about that just for a second, when it comes to that project over there, how much, who, who all gets a shot of that? When they're putting change orders together, does the architect um, how, how is it, Wade? The process that we how, use? how many people get to step on that price? Just just for general. See, <clears throat> and that's always been a challenge. Mr. Eigel and I have discussed this most. So when the change order is requested by the contractor or subcontractor, it goes to the architect and the engineers to verify that that should be a change order and then what it should cost. But when you look at the contractor's cost, you have to cover the labor, the material. There's percentages of profit already built in there. 
there are travel charges, there are insurance charges, there are bonding charges. So that dollar amount really creeps up. It's not always the premium that you're paying, as Mr. Bickford pointed out with change orders. They, the architect says, well, you would have you would have paid that anyway. You know, and our contention is, well, wait a minute, when it was bid, that wasn't the premium price. That was the discounted price to get a job. Now you're paying a premium because materials are up, insurance is up, cost of labor costs are up. So, but to answer your question, there's a lot of hands that touch a change order. And then it has to come back to the owner, and we have to decide whether or not we're even going to recommend it because some things just, you, you haven't seen some things on this because we just said, no, we're not going to do it. Um, it, and my point on there was is that it's not unusual for a sub, I, I'll just say the general, right. the general to step on these costs 10% on the materials and 15% on the overhead and profit. Oh, yeah. Now you take a lower tier sub that has to quote it, well, they get their overhead and profit on it too. So as it comes up through those ranks, you know, you get the top on that it's each time. It's a 25% increase by the right. time you really look at it. Sure. Um, because of all the individuals that it touches. And if it's a sub of a sub of a sub, Correct. three tiers down, then you've got 8 to 10% on top of that, another, another uh, you know, level. You almost need to be like an accountant and a banker, you know, to sometimes deal with some of these things. <clears throat> and, and so just talking about, and just going back to that carpet, out of that $70,000 worth of carpet, you know, you can take a look at that right off the bat and pull 25% yes. of that price off you know, right off the bat, because that's just markup on the materials and overhead, direct overhead associated with doing the job. So that makes a big difference when you look at it that way. It does indeed. Yep. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. That riveting discussion, I just want to update the board on broadband. So we've got our consultant, if you remember from the last meeting, we talked about the survey that's out there, and we've gotten a great number of responses. I think we're up over 800 now, which is excellent. The data is starting to shake out kind of like we thought. Western part of the county, Cincinnati Bell, Spectrum, great coverage. Eastern side, there's not much out there. So um, I encourage people to take the survey, especially if you live in a rural part of the county. We want to see what you have available. because That's going to help us as we design this middle mile. So we're looking for a preliminary report, hopefully early March. Now we'll give the board some direction on what to do. Uh, Broadband Ohio is also offering some more dollars that we'll be looking into as well. So this project is going to start gaining some momentum here soon. So there was a there was a uh, a response that was given from a constituent here in Claremont County about that they believe that you know Broadband Ohio and providing dollars to ISPs were you know basically incentivizing uh, them to make more money and what. I tried to explain to them was that that's exactly why we're doing what we're doing is to make sure that you know this particular time you get exactly what you need as far as a middle mile and that you do it efficiently and effectively and that we don't get these big gaps open and since you know exactly what the scope is and what's being put in then you can kind of take a look at whatever the price the ISPs provide for that kind of work and and really make sure that you're getting you're getting dollar for dollar of what you need. And this is going to allow us to bring a potential third party or a third tier of, of Internet service provider. There's there's smaller uh, Internet providers out there that need that middle mile. But once they have the middle mile, they can finish out the infrastructure for neighborhoods. So that could be some competition potential. So, yep. That's it. Thank you. Thank you, Greg.
we're back on schedule. Item G is, I guess we have to do an add-on to- Yeah, we have to add G3. Add the verbiage. Yeah, G3, which is pending litigation, and G4, which is bargaining. Could I have a motion to add that, please? I'll make a motion. Second. Roll call, Gail. Commissioner Clark. <coughs> yes. Commissioner Painter. Yes. Commissioner Batchelor. Yes. So at this time, we do need to go into executive session, and that is pursuant to Section 12122G1, G2, G3, and G4 of the Ohio Revised Code to consider the employment, promotion, or compensation of a public employee or more public employees, consider the purchase of property at competitive bidding, if premature disclosure or no, of information would give an unfair competitive or bargaining advantage to a person whose personal private interest is adverse to the general public interest, and three, confer with the prosecuting attorney concerning disputes involving the public body that are the subject of pending or imminent court action, and four, preparing for conducting or reviewing negotiations or bargaining sessions with public employees concerning their compensation or other terms and conditions of their employment respectfully. Do I have a motion to go into executive session? So moved. A second. Roll call, Gail. Commissioner Painter? Yes. Commissioner Corcoran? Yes. Commissioner Batchelor? Yes. We will return. We have returned from executive session where no decisions um, or actions were taken. Uh, the reason we went into executive session was pursuant to section 12122G1, G2, G3, and G4 of the Ohio Revised Code to consider the employment, promotion, or compensation of a public employee or more public employees, and to consider the purchase of property at competitive bidding. If premature disclosure or information would, have, would give an unfair competitive or bargaining advantage to a person whose personal private interest is adverse to the general public interest and to confer with the prosecuting attorney concerning disputes involving a public body that are the subject of pending or imminent court action and preparing for conducting or reviewing negotiations or bargaining sessions with public employees concerning their compensation or other terms and conditions of their employment respectfully. So at this time, are there any member comments? None here. None. None? Well, I bet someone would like to make a motion then, wouldn't they? I'll make a motion to adjourn. I will second that motion. Commissioner <laughs> <Mr>. Painter. <laughs> See, she knows who you are now. <laughs> Roll call, please. Commissioner Painter. Yes. Commissioner Corcoran. Yes. Commissioner Batch. Yes. We will see you Monday, right? No, Wednesday. 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 Wednesday.